Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we are going to do a short devotional out of Psalm 13. And as the Holy Spirit always seems to direct things that when we're working our way through Proverbs and Psalms and other passages of Scripture, it always seems to fall in line with or be related to in some way the overall topic that we are discussing. Or we find ways to to tie it in because there's just application there. And this passage is no different. Psalm 13 is super short. And it's a Psalm of David written during a time in his life where he felt abandoned, where he felt like there was no one that he could turn to, not even the Lord at times. And in a week where we're discussing human wickedness and evil, this is a passage that just fits right in because David was directly experiencing some of this in his own life. And so I just want to touch on a couple of points, applications, if you will, for us and how to think about not only what David was facing, but also how it applies to our own life, our own walk with the Lord, and this bigger topic of evil that we are in the midst of discussing. So first of all, when dealing with evil or injustice or just difficult circumstances in our lives, it can feel as though God has abandoned us. That's what David says right up front. Basically, where are you, God? Where have you gone? I feel like you've left me here. I don't know where you are because I don't hear from you. I don't feel you. And this is a practical problem that many, many Christians face. I've gone through it many times in my life, and I know most Christians have said something similar to me, that there are just times in our lives where God doesn't feel close. And we're going to get to how to overcome that or combat that feeling by the end of this episode, because David arrives there himself. But the reality is that that is a feeling that hits all of us. At times, we just wonder sometimes where God is and why he doesn't feel more present, more immediate to us in our lives, in the circumstances in which we find ourselves. It feels like we're abandoned. But I want us to look even at how far David is willing to go to sort of lean in to this relationship with God, because frankly, it's convicting to me. And it might be to you as well. And in the very first verse, I want us to look at that and ask ourselves, how many of us can say that we long for God to reveal himself to us more than it feels like God wants to reveal himself to us? David is expressing here that he he feels like he's seeking so hard after God that he he wants God to make himself known more than God is willing to. How many of us could say the same, that we, 
in difficult circumstances are pressing in so hard and praying and, and asking and seeking so much that it feels like we want we want God more than God wants us. Now we know that that's not true, but this is how David felt, and he was he was giving it his all. He was wringing himself out here for this. Later on in just a couple verses in verse 3, again, another question. How many of us would say that we have sought God so much that we feel that we are just about ready to die without him? That if he doesn't come through for us, that's it. We're done. We're just going to basically waste away, lose our will to live and to literally die. David was in that place. He was so utterly dependent on God. He needed God in this situation. It wasn't just a matter of wanting God to be there. His very life force, it felt, depended on God showing up for him. I want us to just consider how much more of a personal and committed relationship David had with God than many of us get to experience on the daily. And yet we have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling immediately within us. We can have that kind of intimacy and immediacy that David longed for. And yet very often we don't take full advantage of it. And it's convicting. So no matter what David is feeling, no matter what you and I are feeling, David arrives at a conclusion. And it's the right one. And it's encouraging for all of us. And it should lift us up and bring us to a place where we can reorient our thinking no matter how bad the circumstances might be. This is David's conclusion at the end of this psalm. He's going to trust in God. Even though God doesn't feel close, even though it doesn't feel like God is connected with him, his feelings are not going to drive his relationship. He's going to choose to trust in God because his trust in God comes not from his present circumstances, but from God's past promises and from God's never-changing character. God is who he is. That will never change. He loves you and me. Nothing that we do will change that. Because God doesn't change, he's never going to stop loving us. And his past promises, as David says, his overwhelming abundance, his benevolence toward toward him, toward us, should be proof that we can trust him and that he loves us. So no matter what it feels like, We can look to the past, we can look at all that God has already done for us, and we can conclude that we might feel a certain way, but our feelings are fleeting, and they don't always accurately reflect our reality. Our reality is we are loved by the creator of the universe, that he died to have a relationship with you and with me, and that he wants to be in fellowship with me and you more than we could ever possibly want him. No matter how it feels, that's the truth. That's the reality. And so the challenge for all of us is to not look to our circumstances, but to embrace 
reality each and every day. So I pray that you'll do that and that you will look to God and remember who he is and all that he has done for you and that you'll be able to trust him no matter what is going on around you. 